My name is Alex. And look, I know, I'm supposed to do pop culture references that start with my name is. But those are actually pretty hard to find, and frankly, I'm surprised I've made it this long. I really only have one left, and I don't know how recognizable the intro to My Name is Earl actually is. I wouldn't recognize it, and I just listened to it on YouTube. So, my name is Alex. This is a podcast about Animorphs. You win this time, pop culture references. Welcome to Minds at Yerk. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. And we are back once again to talk about book number 25, The Extreme. How is everybody? I'm extremely okay. I'm I'm hot. It's hot today. It was warm and this book was not appropriate for the warmness of today. (laughs) It was not an ice cold bath for you to enjoy? No, no. He kept complaining about being cold and I'm like, oh, I hate it for you, Marco. I really do, as it's 108 degrees in my car. Well, you know, Marco would be envious of your car. I guess it's true what they say. The grass is always more temperate on the other side. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, Tim. Yes. Would you care to summarize the events of this book? Sure. Book 25, The Extreme. Marco has a date with Marion. It goes poorly. (laughs) Eric the Chi shows up with info. The Yerks are trying to use satellites for Candrona. The gang has to find Visser 3's hideout to find the satellite station. Everyone bird morphs to get there. The gang morphs flies and hitch a ride onto the blade ship on Visser 3. The trip is going to take longer than two hours. The gang has to demorph, so they sacrifice a hork and kill a toxin. Visser 3 knows they are there now. The ship held Venber, an extinct race from a frozen moon. Venber? I hardly know her. <laughs> Rachel breaks a freezing container, which allows them to sneak off the ship. It's cold. The gang all changes to wolves and flees. They are Wait, being... hang on. <laughs> yeah. They become wolves and fleas, or they become wolves, comma, and they flee? Uh, wolves and fleas. Plural. The oh. animal. Yes, or the insect. They are being chased by Venbers and come across a polar bear. They find a hole to hide in, and the remains of a seal a polar bear had left for food. Then see its babies. Axe says the Venber were wiped out by the five, and the Yerks might have mixed them with human DNA. They also melt into PC components. The gang acquires and morphs baby seals just in time for the Venber to show up and start shooting. The gang gets away and meets an Inuit kid named Derek. Derek helps them find the polar bear so they can acquire and morph it. The gang attacks the Venber and the base head on. They find a warm room with a bug fighter. The Venber each die going into the room. The gang steals the bug fighter and destroy everything except the human controllers. The blade ship is following them, so they scuttle their ship and live the hobo life for a while. Marco refuses his dad's ice cream. That was book 25. All right. So we have reached new territory. We are in the ghost-written years. Mm-hmm. Did either of you get the ghostwriter's name? Nope. I have it. Okay. And by have it, I mean saw it in the thing. Jeffrey Zelke. Yeah. If we had not said it was ghost-written, or if I had, I don't know, I'm the one who let that cat out of the bag, would you have realized it? No. I don't really? think I would have. Yeah. I think I might have. Yeah, you guys probably would have. I, I'm not wired to notice those kind of things. So if, no. if I had not realized that there was a ghostwriter, I at least probably would have felt like this one was rushed or yes. a little out of... Out of the usual voice. Yes. Yeah. There, there were a couple of moments that did stand out to me, and I honestly had that thought. I'm like, am I just thinking this because I was told this? But I think there were a couple of moments that would have would have stood out to me. as That's that's not, like, normal. Yeah, there were a couple of things that I think were phrased differently than we would normally get that were noticeable to me. Um, and I also feel like maybe the treatment of the Inuit character right as he appears would have been a little... A little different. Yeah. I just feel like one of the best things about these books is that there are multiple narratives because each character has a different reason for fighting this war. And that's why it kind of rotates is to kind of get the reminder of Jake's fighting because he knows his brother's been taken over. Um, Cassie's fighting for Earth, hum- not just the human race, but to save the entire planet. Marco's fighting for his mom. Tobias isn't really sure what else he has. Axe was born into this. And Rachel maybe loves just 
just loves war. Um, yeah, they're all fighting for the human race and they want the Yerks gone, but they all have their own reasons and their own breaking points and everything. And that is like the heart of each book. This book doesn't have that at all. Not saying that Marco's mom needs to be in every Marco book or anything like that, but there's no, he just goes with the flow the entire time. This entire book is a go with the flow. It could have been from any single one of their perspectives and it would not have changed the story. So earlier I messaged you that I have a theory. Yes. And here, I here is my theory. <laughs> replied that it was a Buffy song. You did. Here is my theory, which actually goes back to something I said last episode. The last book felt to me like a Marco book that we were getting from Cassie's perspective. Mm-hmm. There is one character who would actually make the most sense as viewpoint character for this book, and that is Jake. If it's Jake making the hard calls, Jake trying to keep his temper, Jake That's trying fair. to figure out what's going on, if all of that were the meat of this, then it would make sense. Here is my theory. There was a script between the Predator. Is that what it is? The Predator? Yes. The Predator and the Suspicion that got scrapped. Predator is like... What's the Predator? Sorry, the Pretender. Okay. Between the Pretender and the the Suspicion. That's Yeah, that's in our mind. 100% fault. I think there was a script between those two books that got scrapped. And because of the quick turn time for this series, and because planning these would have been going on maybe while wrapping up Hork-Bajir even, they just shifted scripts forward a book. So we get... Or they decided the next book or another book down the line needed to be from a particular character's perspective and they cut something and shifted scripts forward. I can see that. I still don't think there's a big, I just don't think there's conflict. Like there's conflict, but there's no the conflict's the cold. Yeah. And that's it. And that at this point is kind of I don't want to say, this book was boring to me. It's, it's. I think it's one of five that yeah. we're going to come across that I'm just like you tried. The five? <laughs> the, the, yes, five. the five. Yeah. Which I got a lot to say, but I cannot say yeah. for a long time because I have a lot of theories about <laughs> the five but see, it's spoilers. I, have, I think I have a theory about the five that's not a spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Those are ancient Andalites. Like that's, that. yeah, that's what I got right when I read it. It was like, I guess we'll come back to that whenever it comes up again. I think if this were- They never come back, but there's another alien race that comes along or something that I'm like, are you- Oh, okay. Okay. Keep Um, it in mind. There is a version of this, I think, that is very much in lines with the like children's school literature, like Hatchet and that kind of man versus nature. That yeah. makes more sense if it is not just how do we keep from freezing, but how do I keep my friends alive as their leader? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It still sorry. wouldn't be my thing because man versus. Something? Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Definitely not everybody. Continue, Alex. Man versus nature is just not my thing, straight up, and I know this about myself. But I think that that makes a little more sense if each of these books is off by one, and this was supposed to be. Well, I don't know how to keep my friends from freezing to death. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel that angst would have been good. I agree. Although, hear me out. Sure. Why doesn't? everybody more flee except for one person and they take turns being the wolf and everybody else stays the flea and then you're not risking everybody nearly dying and then if something happens you have potentially several wolves that would be ready to go versus like all of you being so exhausted except for two people who are nice and toasty and fed because only one person can bear the weight of being the lone wolf and that is gina lanetti who is not an animorph (laughs) I mean, rotate it, but yes, you are correct. correct. I have finished season five now. Very nice. We got to talk later about that. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about the ghost ghost writers, the process, at least what I've read up on it. Um, It is worth noting that both Kay Applegate and Michael Grant were ghost writers prior to writing Animorphs. Mm -hmm. They were ghost writers for the Sweet Valley Middle School book, um, which I'm sure both of you read plenty of. Religiously. (laughs) That's funny because those are almost religious books. Which is to say I read them as often as I read the Bible. Oh, okay. yeah. good to know. I, I like Sweet Valley High. Didn't even know they went to middle school. Typically, before you go to high school, you go to middle school. Yeah, now, exactly. there is three of them. I think they're 98, 99, and 100, or 99, 100, and 101 of the middle grade books that it ends up being like a ghost story that I refuse to reread because it terrified me so much as a kid and I'm so afraid to find out how not <laughs> scary they are. But yes, that was what else I was reading yeah. while doing this. I um, mean, the other thing I, I feel like is going on here is just we're coming off of a really intense stretch and anything we get is going to feel like some kind of cool down. So I feel, no pun intended. <laughs> so I feel like maybe some of that's what we're talking about here too, where we're going a little more to episodic format rather than yeah. serial 
storytelling. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, it is also worth noting that the contract they had with Scholastic is so weird. And Kay Applegate and Michael Grant basically came up with a script, gave it to a ghostwriter. The relationships weren't great. Like they have openly admitted this. This is not me interpret. This is not a ghostwriter coming around being like, hey, they were assholes. Like Kay Applegate has been like, I was an asshole. Mm. Because they then turned around and edited the story and they would get annoyed when it wasn't what they wanted. And it's because that's not the kind of writers that they were. Yeah. So I also think Everworld might have been starting to point. It would have been around here. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was a little later than this, but maybe not more than like eight or nine months. Yeah. Given how most adults kind of view, or people that were adults when the series was coming out, view this series, I do wonder if part of it is like these characters kind of become stock characters rather than the emotional, you know, cores that they actually are or whatever. Um, So yeah, this one's, I think, our first dud. But you know what, Tim, you didn't read this as a kid. What did you think? I mean, like I said, I think I noticed a lot of things being different only because like if nobody had planted that seed in my head, I wouldn't have noticed it. But there were things that were just off during it. Um, I didn't hate the book. I didn't think it was a dud. I mean, it was it wasn't near the best one that we've read, but I didn't didn't think it was awful. Yeah, I think you steadily have been like, this is my new favorite. Yeah, no, no, no. This is probably the last 10. Yeah, this is definitely not my new favorite, but it's it's a (laughs) it was a good book. It was a fun story, you know, but yeah, like I said, there were it it was more like to me, the ideal of Marco as opposed to Marco. And they they sort of shoehorned in the thing about his mom. I don't even know if you caught that or not. It was like two sentences where they mentioned it with the baby seal. Well, talking about baby seals. Yeah. Yeah. And then the 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 other one that really got me was when he just outed Rachel and Tobias. <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah, I think this is the start of like a lot of relationship stuff that's going to happen, which I'm really excited about. But it's like yeah. we've for like 25 books, 24 books. It's been like this. I don't want to make it sound more dramatic than it is, but it's sort of like this dance around people's feelings. And then we get to this point where Marco's just like, yeah, OK, whatever. Y'all are together. You know what I'm saying? It, it felt like yeah. incongruent with everything else that we'd done up to this point. Well, you know, we've talked before about being... Like, everything up to a certain point is Act 1, and we've been for the last several books kind of in Act 2. And I think after David and Hork Bajir, and especially, like, with us going to a new, like, model for writing the books, this is probably probably the beginning of a new act. So yeah, exactly. I bet we see some new threads. Um, we've talked a little bit about some threads that were planned and got cut. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see sort of the shadow. We've seen kind of the shadows of those, and it makes sense that sort of... If we're going to lose this idea, we pivot to a new idea. Yeah. So yeah. I think there are a lot of things probably going on here. That, and the other thing, too, is like, as far as us talking about it, 80 pages of this book are, how do we not freeze? Yeah. Yeah, it's like they took an idea, which was that the Yerks are going as far north as they can to create this device so that it can turn any bottle of water into a Yerk hole, which is terrifying. Yeah. And then it's like, JK, this book is entirely about how cold are. Yeah, uh, the uh, the way the Venber dies was sort of deflating. I was like, <laughs> really? Yeah. We just found like the one warm place on this continent and then, or not continent, but this, this piece of land. And uh, there were, there were a couple things. They just left all the controllers. They destroyed everything they had to stay warm. And they just left all the controllers, I guess, in the theory that Visser 3 is just going to come pick them up within three days and they're not just going to freeze to death out there. I, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so. Visser 3 is just going to let them, like, it's either do they freeze to death or does Visser 3 shank them? That's exactly my point. I was like, okay, you just left them all to die and then somehow like these horrible deaths that you've been avoiding and you're noble for it okay I guess I don't know uh, I imagine the Yerks are gonna eat it before the humans do so now you've just taken these humans and then the fact that they just you know shank a Hork-Bajir you know there was none of that none of that thought of okay this is just an innocent victim I mean Marco it's, even says I almost feel sorry for him because yeah, he's almost, peaceful yeah. yeah it's like such a like glazing over of all these things that we've worked to build up in 24 books exactly and it's even like, the baby seal part yeah that was what i was i was talking to yeah. alex i was like this is like the exact opposite of how cassie should be reacting yeah, yeah. And, but i mean like ultimately like she probably says the same idea that cassie would say but it's not in a cassie voice at all like exactly, it, it, cassie yeah. would be like okay well we're not gonna die out here you know what i'm saying but it was just not in a cassie voice 
movies. Right. And those were the those were the three or four moments when I'm like, yeah, something's weird here. But I, I again, I don't know. Like, I, same thing as Alex. You could have just told me this one was rushed. And I'd have been like, whoa, okay, that explains it. Yeah, I think also the lack of the fact that, like, where the fuck did Visitor 3 go? Yeah, he's just gone, like, the whole time. He's like, basically so- telling them to turn the ship around and then they just don't. And he's like, yeah, eh, whatever. They'll get cold. It's cool. Like, they're, he's not trying to blow up the village. I guess there is a village yeah. somewhere. And he's not at the Yurk base. Like, did he just go back? So it's it's a weird book. We did have reference to the, in my opinion, one of the key points in this book series so far. What's that? When Tobias ate Didi. <laughs> they had to bring up the baby skunk again. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, why do I remember this? Yeah. I can't think of what it is. Yeah, the little, the fifth Ramon. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, like, that was such a big thing. And Cassie's response here is like, eh, there's baby orcas. Eh, there's baby polar bears. Like, they all have to eat. And it's like, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, the whole eating the seal, like, when she's like, yeah, we're gonna die, like, eat the damn seal. Yeah. I Like, Alex made a good point. It's like her with the, the T-Rex where, you know, using all the part. But the reaction to the baby seals where it's just like... Mm and that's okay yeah that's hella weird yeah 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 yeah. i think that's hella weird for probably any human not only cassie yeah the fact that everybody else is like oh baby seals oh they're gonna die oh (laughs) we gotta do something and cassie's like do we yeah yeah i will say in defense of that as our resident cassie apologist She did have basically all of them staring at her for permission. And I do kind of get the, guys, we've been doing this for a while. I'm not (laughs) going to say let's freeze or starve to death. Eat the motherfucking seal. Yeah. No, like that I understand. I'm all on board and understand the eating of the seal and how Cassie reacts to that. But by the time the babies happen, she's kind of happy. I guess, like I guess being cold, cranky and all that. But I just, (laughs) any kind of acknowledgement of that would have been helpful. I I love the idea of referring to somebody stuck in the the arctic circle as cranky I, I would I, that's fantastic to me and that's exactly how i would apply it. <laughs> it it's also though a good example of like if this were a jake book that section would be about jake trying to figure out how to approach cassie yeah yeah hmm? i think you're 100 percent right i think a script either got moved or bumped and this should have been a jake book and, and instead got turned into a marco yeah. i think that line of thought makes it more palatable yeah. and if the last book were a marco book that would make more sense than this being a marco book or it being a cassie book yeah i really am i do like the next book. yeah I think it is fantastic. So what else is there in this book that we want to talk about? Um, How dumb is it? <laughs> that, or is this part of your later on, the, the how dumb is it? I guarantee it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So they set a game plan. We know we're probably leaving the country or going somewhere far. We are going to be gone long enough that we are going, the Chi is going to finally start holding up their end of the bargain. That's not entirely true at all. They have been helpful. Um, and they're going to tend to be us so that we can leave for a little while. Oh, but shit, we might be on the bug ship longer than two hours. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, I, there are a bunch of plot holes in this one that I kind of, I don't know, I guess I was just giving it credit as I was reading it and didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> didn't really think about a lot of these. The flea thing is really bothering me now that I didn't come up with that. That might have been a better idea. I mean, to be fair, it's I'm like, 31. The, They're like yeah. 14. It's it, fine. I get it. Literally, the two of them said, hey, we're not hungry. <laughs> yeah. oh, Best oh, really? moment in the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best moment in the book. Actually, I'm not very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, like the implication that Tobias will look at Rachel's boobs and yeah. flee. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also like that, so at the top of this, uh, Marco gets asked out, and everyone immediately assumes she's a yerk. (laughs) I can appreciate that. But even better, so did he. Yeah. Like, even him. There's also this line where he's like, yeah, the most beautiful girl in the school asked me, and I'm like, Rachel asked you out? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> All right, Jiggle. I know, right? I mean, I'm already like, my apartment is either haunted or just trying to scare the shit out of me. Can we? Yeah. Okay. okay. Fine, Jiggle. <laughs> so I have a uh, special outline document for this episode. In the spirit of... Uh, I guess Monday morning quarterbacking or whatever we've been doing so far. It occurred to me that last week Tim gave us perhaps his best pitch for what this book would be about so far. Oh shit, yeah, you're gonna refresh there. Good news, I have notes. <laughs> Tim, based Tim, do you remember what you predicted, actually? The X Games? Yes. Yeah. Based yeah. on the title <laughs> The Extreme, that. Tim made well. the following predictions. <laughs> 
that we would be going to the X Games or doing some kind of extreme sport. Clarifying, he said that Marco would be in a skateboard champion, champ, a skateboard competition. Mm-hmm. Some controllers would be in the same skateboard competition. <laughs> they would have to go down a mountain on their skateboards, and that mountain would be called the K12. <laughs> And that Marco was going to try and impress a girl. How does it feel to have your prediction read? It's horrible. It's horrible. (laughs) Well, Tim, you are the patron saint of the remainder of this episode because (laughs) we are going to generate a summary of what happens in the extreme in the Timverse. I have generated a guiding document that will ask the important questions to fill out a summary. My goal is that we come close to a Tim-style summary by the end of this episode. I have let both Jin and MJ review this document to make sure that I am not entirely insane. (laughs) Does either of you have any questions about what's going on before we get into this? I don't know that questions would help me at this point. I don't don't quite understand, but I don't think questions are going to help. We're just going to have to start. Yeah, I uh, I think I can get us there. I think we can do this. So, first question. What's Marco up to when the book starts? Where do we find him in our new version of the... Our alternate universe version of the extreme? At a mall? Yeah. For an autograph thing. Oh, yeah, I like Because that. the extreme sport insert person was Tony Hawk or somebody? Was that this yeah. era? D- Tony Hawk's Tony still Hawk. a person now. Yeah, but yes. I mean, my point being, was Tony Hawk <laughs> 1999's, like, yeah. Tony Hawk yeah. known? Or is that an early 2000s? No, no, no. He was earlier than that. I feel, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 was out in 99. Yeah, he he was a skater when I was in elementary school. So So Tony Hawk stand in at the mall. Yes. Marco and Jake are there to get signing. Now. Something signed. Do we want a Tony Hawk stand in or do we want Tony Hawk? Because we have precedent either way. Let's go with Tony Hawk. I like it. All right. We don't want to come up with a cool name like Robert Falcon. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant Bob Falcon. Bob Bob Falcon. I knew Bob Falcon. Bob Falcon's a good man. <laughs> I knew Bob Falcon. Bob Falcon shot my paw. <laughs> Can the next story we write be Bob, is- Bob Falcon P.I.? Two very different Bob Falcons there. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's a tale of two Bobs. <laughs> Okay. All right. So Anthony Hawk. Anthony, Anthony Hawk. Hawk. Yes. <laughs> Anthony Hawk with an E. Esquire. Esquire. No relation to Ethan. Nope. All right. How and how do they find out that this race is going on? How does Marco come to learn about it? Does the team come to learn about it? Do they find it somewhere? Does someone like Eric bring it to them? What are we thinking here? Yeah. It, okay. So no, I think they're walking past a TV store in the mall, and there's an advertisement on the TV that they see, and the sharing is doing is sponsored. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because that is my next question. Who hosts? And that was gonna be my suggestion. Yep. All right. It is a fundraiser that the sharing's putting on to raise money for a new hospital week. Have we done hospital too much? No, I, I like don't it. think so. Let's, yeah, let's stick with it. All right. Um. So, so who all do we have in the mall in this group that uh, walks past the TV the TV display? Oh, it would have to be Marco, right? Marco and Jake. Yeah. Tobias is secretly also a huge skateboarding fan. Yes, and he knows all about it. Yes, he is obnoxious. Yes, with the terminology, so he is also in human more than there. <laughs> And he and Marco just quip at each other the whole time. Would they have brought along Axe so that Marco could introduce him to this very important part of human society? Can we add a little part where they argue about whether or not the wheels are made of fiberglass or some other substance? Yes, yes, because it is, in fact, in the TV show. <laughs> I'm actually, so thus it needs to be in canon somewhere. I'm actually going to jump forward in my notes. <laughs> But yes, Axe can be there too. Well, fiberglass, or do we remember what the other option there was? Some sort of composite material, maybe? Was it carbon fiber? I don't think so. Acrylic. Acrylic. Okay. Um, so Jake and Marco are together holding spots in line. Bias is responsible for Axe. They meet up in front of the TVs. Yes. Because you can't have all four of them together, because that's just weird. Because, like, four kids hanging out together, that's not normal. Yeah. Okay, good, good. We're making excellent progress so far on this. Um, what's the prize for this race mm, that's a good one or or as a kind of a pair of guiding questions why do the yurks enter the race and why does marco why is marco the one they ultimately decide has to enter the race so the sharing is raising money for a hospital mm-hmm. tony hawk is doing an exhibition slash going 
going on a tour of the hospital. So part of the prize is money. This will be the Anthony Hawk Esquire wing? Yes. Yes. It will be the Anthony Hawk Esquire wing. And part of the prize is getting to spend a day with him. Because they both go into that hospital wing. But oh no. I do not know. Is at this point in the book, Anthony Hawk Esquire a controller? No. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. And they know this by some some obvious means. Oh, it's an argument the entire book. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like that even better. <laughs> Tobias and Marco argue about this the entire book. Yes. Right. So what's the, in light of that, what's the prize? Does Marco just want in to, to impress to- Anthony Hawk Esquire? The prize is money and to meet Anthony Hawk Esquire. And to keep him from being yurked somehow. Yes. Like if they're in the hospital with him instead of the sharing, they can prevent his yurk. Maybe like you get a day with Anthony Hawk. That works. Yeah. 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 So Marco ends up doing it because both of the girls are like, Jake, you're too clumsy. I'm sorry. Ridiculous. You cannot stand on a skateboard. And then everybody's like, Tobias, I'm sorry. You've been a hawk too long. Yeah. And then Rachel makes a comment or no, actually, I guess maybe. Yeah, it would be Rachel. It's like, why couldn't a girl do it? And then Marco's like, do either of you skateboard? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> So Marco's basically the, it's either Marco or Axe, which of course means Marco. Cool. Now, Tim also did establish that Marco at the same time is trying to impress a girl. Maybe this is something that, that uh, Rachel and Cassie used to leverage him to agree to do it. I still think there's a third, there's a, there's a, we can actually put, is it pronounced Marion? Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. We can we keep Marion. Do yeah, we want to make keep Marion? Marion? Yes. Yes. We'll keep Marion. Marion. still <laughs> in his classic um, music class. Yep. Yes. Yes. Only in this case, she's into classic rock. Yeah. And digs skaters. She's also a, a beginning skateboarder herself. She dabbles. Otherwise, she dabbles. she's very good at it. Otherwise, when she yes. found out that he's a skater boy, she'd say, see you later, boy. <laughs> No, no. I think she's good at it, which is why he's trying to impress her with his sweet move. Well, my only question is, if she's good at it, why isn't she in the competition as well? Guess what, Tim? Says she's not. Oh, I like it. I like it. Marion is Racer X. Does that make her a yard? We'll come back there. Um, do, 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 do. There's a lot of mystery in this book on who's a year. I love it. Love it. All right. So here's what we have so far. Marco's going to enter the race. Mm-hmm. Marco is going to try to win the race so that he can save Anthony Hawk Esquire from getting yerked. Yes. He's also promised Tobias that Tobias can go on this day with him so that Tobias lets Marco do it and shuts up. Yes. Because otherwise, we're still going to get Tobias making comments on how he had could have made that triple loop. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about skateboarding. <laughs> sick ollies. He could do sick ollies. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry. I stood on a skateboard once and realized that this was how I was going to break my arm and got off. So, no, but you know no. what the other thing is? It, this is this is our little this is our little sandbox. We can make up the sickest skateboard trick ever. <laughs> Yes. And never describe it. You know what I'm saying? And that is called a double axle. What were the aliens in uh, the real? Vinbar. A double axle Vinbar. I love it. I love it. Let's just uh, make that note here. Double (laughs) axamilly Vinbar. Which Marco has to say when he does this trick and someone goes, what was that? (laughs) A name Marco makes up on the spot. Like it. Okay. So, if this is the plan for Marco, what is everyone else going to be doing during this race? Now, remember, this is a kind of race that definitely exists in the real world. A mountainside downhill skateboard race. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there are a bunch of different racers. So Anthony Hawk Esquire is doing an exhibition, but he's not racing. So he is one of the judges. Surprise, Mr. Three is the other judge. Yeah. <laughs> well, there have to be three judges. And I'm trying not to shape this one too much. Although I love what you guys are doing. I do want to pick the third judge. Who is okay. that? I am not telling you. Oh, okay. 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 We'll, we'll get it in the, the reading. You okay. um, can, can we, what about, and I'm just throwing this out here. What if at the top of the mountain, they were still building the satellite array? to try and do the Candrona thing they were trying to do in the Arctic. I think that's putting Ooh. too much into this one book. Okay, but that's what I was thinking. There, there has to be that sort of B-plot that everybody else is working on. They're, they're trying to stop something well, else. Let me ask this question. While we're making the plan then, uh, the debate breaks out. Do we help Marco win? Ah, the moral quandary. Yeah. Can I just make a really weird comment to yeah. go back to the actual book 25? Is it weird that like the only fucking class that Axe apparently didn't sleep through is like extinct aliens? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you mentioned Vidbar. <laughs> it's been, like my thought process for the last five minutes of like, 
of all the classes not to sleep read. Yeah. Which is, like, I mean, probably saying a lot more about me because history and I, we're, yeah, we're hand in hand. Like, we don't always get along, but. Maybe if I put it in human terms, though, it would be like, you're gonna doze off during biology, but you stay awake for the day with the sick, sick dinosaurs. <laughs> all right. Okay, fair. Yeah, fine. that's fair. Okay. Yeah. But still, of like all yeah. things that he's so super knowledgeable on is the like extinct aliens. These are point break terminators that are also computer parts. Okay, fair. Okay, so. The what, if, what if it involves the hospital wing itself? They have to stop something from going on in the hospital wing. So I you... actually kind of like the idea of like trying to figure out where the array is going to be because this is going to be one of the first maybe above ground from yeah. the pool. Okay. So yeah. I do like the idea of trying to find that. I also like the uh, question of if they're going to help him or not. That could also somehow pull the chi in maybe? Yeah, I like that. Okay, so who are our teams? Who's going to help Marco win? Who's going to do recon on the Yurk pool? Wall! Here we go. We know that Visser 3 is going to be busy with this race, so he can't interfere with Recon. Yes. Um, to, okay. Tobias seems like the natural pick to help Marco. And Marco, because he's such a skateboard expert. And Axe definitely is on Recon. Yeah. Because nobody wants to sit there and explain skateboarding <laughs> to him. And that's what he's been doing the whole book. What the yeah. fuck skateboarding, guys? <laughs> skate. Um, skate. Borda. Skate. Skate. Orda. We could have Rachel helping to bias and that could give them some alone time too so i like that progress some story there also because cassie's definitely not for the cheating even if it is yeah. to somehow get into that hospital and maybe save the day yeah but because there's a monetary prize that is not good so jake cassie and axe on recon tobias and rachel helping mark it becomes marco it becomes like parallel double dates yeah <laughs> With chaperones. With chaperones. (laughs) And also Eric the Cheese there, just in case. Yep. All right. Which which squad is Eric going to be backing up? He's with the Marco crew. He is with okay. the Marco crew. Because if he can throw himself in front of him with like a projection and yeah. make Marco look like he's doing this super awesome trick. Ah, the project wheat flips. <laughs> yeah. And sick Ollies. <laughs> Did we- either of you skateboard? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't think so, but... I figured I'd ask. <laughs> I did rollerblade. Oh, I'm even worse at rollerblading because my left leg doesn't like the reason I, I don't ice skate well. You I know did what? Rollerblade, and I, I did break my arm rollerblading. I apparently have that same problem because I just would ice skate in circles. I do because, the same thing. Like, yeah. my left leg is like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, I took skiing lessons and the guy was like, you should try snowboarding. That's, that's <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're doing with your left leg, but this is not the sport for you. I took ice skating lessons and got the same thing. They're like, move the other leg too. Move the other no, leg too. It doesn't the want other to. Leg too. No, I, I don't like, want to balance on my right leg. Brain has to have a plant foot. It has to have a safety. And <laughs> Thank you. Yep, yep. Now I get it. If nobody else gets it, I get it. I'm so glad someone finally understands this <laughs> 31 years. <laughs> All right. So what what are we doing with Jake, Cassie, and X? Are they trying to find out where this new site is? Are they trying to infiltrate it? Are they trying to destroy it? Okay, are my they first, doing something else? My first thought is is that they believe that it's in the hospital wing, and somehow they realize that no, it's at the start of the race and have to travel to go stop it I from like happening. That. Yeah, so I was would... gonna say it needs to be somewhere so they can build multiple areas. To yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I love how much? Can I say how much I love the fact that we're re ghostwriting the first ghost? <laughs> book. This makes me extremely happy. I do think some of them turn out well. I do know that I particularly enjoy 45 on um, because that's the last arc. Okay, uh, can I ask one other question too? Are they ghostwritten the rest of the way or do they pick it back up? but I'm not going to tell you which ones are actually written by them. I want to see if you can figure it out. Just wanted to know if they came back. I also want to be really clear. This is not an exercise in saying we could do better. No, no, no. This is, we had another 45 (laughs) to 50 minutes to fill. (laughs) For the record, and if anybody wants to hire me as a ghostwriter, I'm all down for that. <laughs> However, and we, I agree. We want to celebrate Tim and the difficult <laughs> task we give him every fortnight. Agreed. All um, right. So, um, Team Marco is doing race prep and mm-hmm. doing the race. Team Axe is going on recon. Mm-hmm. Eric is going to help Marco out by projecting some sweet flips and sick ollies. Only if he needs it. He's there only if yeah, he needs it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a it. turn in the story is that that's Which sort of is, like a plan, but it turns out Marco does all of this on his own. Yes. It offends Marco that Eric's there, but they say yeah. if he wants to win, if he has to win. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah then yeah, we yeah. need a contingency plan. I like it. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Also, I need a picture of Axe on a skateboard. <laughs> Got it. Oh. Uh, Visser 3 is busy with the race, so he can't interfere with Recon at the hospital. Our judges, Anthony Hawk Esquire, Visser 3, Redacted. <laughs> I'm afraid of who your redacted is because I do want to say who I want leading the team at the hospital, but I'm going to wait until, or who I want leading the York team at the hospital, but I want to wait because I don't know who your judge is. Um, okay, I'm going to put down a backup in case it conflicts with who you want in the hospital. It, it, it has to be Chapman, right? Chapman leading the team in the hospital? That's who I want, but I don't want yeah. him to say if it's the judge or not. Okay, okay. I have a backup so we can go either way. Okay. And it will still be fun. <laughs> um... Is we, the other judge, yerk. it has to be a yerk, right? Yeah. We have various racers. So we know our contestants include Marco. We know there is a mystery masked racer, masked state skateboarder. What cool name do we want to give the masked skater? You guys are good with the name. Like a, a, a person name or? Well, this is this will be the skater who turns out to be Marion. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, Skater X is sort of like the first thing that jumps into mind. So I'm going to kind of build off of that a little bit. I mean, I'm cool with going with the speed racer reference and just calling her skater x yeah let's do skater x okay we also have some yurks entered what yurks do we want do we have any yurks we want to call out by name as being uh uh good at shredding the board <laughs> i don't think we know a ton of human yeah, yurks outside of so chapman either. and tom although it, in in the description it is quite a talented group of skateboarders i will give them that that once all the names are announced marco has second thoughts about whether <laughs> like or not that. he can take everybody it's like he's like oh shit yeah i thought this was more of like an amateur thing yeah yeah cool all right so and tobias is on i don't know like what morphe is but he is on marco well we're we're gonna get there i will (laughs) we are actually to the phase of the book where we prepare for the race so um the main question for me here is what morphs do we want people in so obviously marco is going in as as human which rachel will of course make some quip about how maybe he should morph something that can pass as human (laughs) his dad's definitely there right yes oh absolutely to make it worse his dad finds out and shows up yeah and he's very very proud of him Tobias is in some like insect form, but like like a dragonfly, something bigger, so that he can be like on Marco's shoulder, experiencing that breeze. <laughs> I like that. Okay, what about Rachel? I think Rachel's just back up. She's just back up, so she's yeah. maybe in the crowd, ready with whatever morph she needs yeah. to bust out, just in case like Visitor Three suddenly decides to attack. Mm-hmm. Okay, which she hates. Why did we put her here? Uh, I think so. She and Tobias could flirt. Yeah, I yeah. Guess, in the like... in the lead in time to the actual race before Tobias becomes a dragon. Also, also, hmm. let's um, put her in bird morph then. Bird morph doing yeah. because Tobias is an insect morph on Marco, so Rachel is on surveillance. Yeah. Bird morph, and Marco makes a joke about her pooping on someone to get them out of the race. Um, to which she replies, "Look out." <laughs> That's fantastic. And then Alex later declares that that's the funniest part in the book. Uh, Also, I'm going to add a little flavor to this. She's in a bird morph instead of Tobias because she wants to be in a morph that can see Marco faceplant. (laughs) Nice. That's perfect. Yep. Very good. Team Hospital. Axe. What is Axe going to morph? What if they morph Doctor? Cassie's really against that. We're already putting her in a moral dilemma with the cheating. Construction workers would be more because remember they're building the wing. Ah, true. Yeah. Okay, so each of them takes a different different village person (laughs) (laughs) um no um we've already done termites and stuff like that right what else would be sort of like a round of i I like construction workers because then they can kind of look around without necessarily adding bugs they don't get a sense of anything then one of them morphs a construction worker and the rest of them morph some sort of insect to not be seen while they're down there axe morphs a construction worker because he can mix dna yeah that's it which is not everybody's first choice because he does not have the social skills (laughs) i was sitting here going wait a second do you really want to make it Axe. He's the only one Cassie is okay with doing it. Yes, yeah, because he's not going to get anybody fired or hurt or anything. Jake and Cassie are riding around on him, feeding him dialogue like Cyrano de Bergerac. I am the four men, four man, and and man. So, did we say what they're morphing? Are we just going flea for them? Uh, no, because no, flea don't necessarily heal here well. Yeah, flies. Right? Flies? Yeah. And holding on to hair. Ooh. Yeah. Could one be each and they're just a flea and a fly and a flu? <laughs> sure. Just for you. They can both be flies. 
Um, okay. And then X sees blue pl- prints that he recognizes as the satellite array, but then he realizes that it's for the stuff being built at the race course, not at the hospital wing. So now they have to get over there to stop it. Because they are building a Yerkel in the hospital, but that Yerkel will not... Yeah. It's easy to destroy. Like, all they have to do is kind of, like, knock something over. Yeah. But then they realize that Ray is more important. Yes. Okay. Um, we have actually already answered the next question in my list, which was, who is our special celebrity guest? Anthony Hawk Esquire. Anthony Hawk Esquire. I will say, I did do some research to come up with any option that wasn't Tony Hawk related. <laughs> and I did have a good backup here. Who? Keanu Reeves, who would have <sighs> recently been in Point Break. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. In the course of this, I learned that they first tried to make Point Break in 1986, and among the four actors up for Keanu Reeves' role was Matthew Broderick. (laughs) I don't like that. What? Matthew Broderick, Johnny Depp, Matthew Broderick, Johnny Depp, Val Kilmer, and uh, Charlie Sheen. No, that's bad. Yeah, that is bad. All right, so we've already covered Anthony Hawk Esquire. (laughs) Like Esquire's his cool street name. Like that's his performing name. They just call. Esquire hey, or Biggie. When when what's the artist's name? Banksy. 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 When Banksy gives you a nickname, you just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so now we're ready for the race. In other words, how do things go wrong? Or is the thing that goes wrong that Marco is actually good? Well, the the thing that's going wrong with the away team is that the Kendrona is not where they thought it was. Yeah. So that's the drama over there. What's the, the drama here? Is that he starts out losing. Like, he stumbles right out of the gate. Is stuck. Yeah, yeah, so he can't help him. Who's stuck? Oh, Eric? Eric yeah. is stuck. So it's not like Eric can immediately jump in with the... Um... Eric couldn't get through the metal detector. <laughs> no, I feel like they've addressed that before. <laughs> there wouldn't have been metal detectors back then. We were too uh, rusty. That's fair. Um, no, he just, like, someone from school started talking to him and he couldn't get away. Yeah, yeah. And he couldn't split his hologram. God, I've been trying to come up with the word hologram for, like, the last 20 minutes. Maybe there's something about the, like, the lasers that are uh, going off Ooh, that's yeah. messing with his hologram and Ooh, he can't get through. There's a hologram field. Okay, how about this? The structure, there's, there's a structure that's been built for the race. It's masked by a hologram. Yeah. And it interferes with Eric's hologram. Yeah, okay, I like that. that I like that. Because that's something you definitely wouldn't be able to figure out ahead of time, so I dig it. It'd be like he walked in and he realized it and he's like, oh god, I can't go. Yeah. And that's where, like, the, the home team, the race team, starts to realize that the away team is in the wrong place because we wouldn't follow them over there. They'd have no way of knowing. So this is where, like, dread starts to build. Yeah. That, yep. that they've split the team and really they need everyone here mm-hmm. to set up a, a, a last minute entrance by by the away team. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that we have a home team and an away team. <laughs> Sport. I was actually thinking Star Trek when I said away team. But <laughs> Our team. Okay. Kind of works both ways, I think. All right. Anything else that goes wrong in the course of the race? Tobias gets flung off of Marco, or gets knocked off of Marco somehow. I mean, when the Marco... realization that Visitor 3 is one of the judges could be the reason why Marco slips up in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Good point. But also, Visitor 3... Oh, the glasses come back. Yeah, uh, you could do that. The dracon glasses. Yeah, they've built yeah. them into their into their like they're all wearing like goggles. Like yeah, ski goggles. yeah, yeah. The goggles. So, yeah, the goggle yeah. wearers. I was thinking just people in the crowd, but so, yeah, like, that works too. Like that could even be a discussion too. They're like, well, the Yerks are cheating, so why can't we cheat too with using Eric? And that's how that sort of like they finally win that argument, and then Eric can't get in, so he has to do it all on his own anyway. Yeah. But also, Cassie makes some promise that if they're going to cheat, they have to donate money. Yeah, yep. To a hospital. So do they find out ahead of time that the York racers have lower power goggles? Or is this a like... Yes. Rachel they, finds yes. out. No, no, no. I think they find I, out during the race after the fact Cassie says, hey, you can't keep this money. So they donate it to the zoo? Yeah, I mean, we're not talking big money because I was thinking like 100000 but that's more like 2019 terms back then. It would have yeah. been 10000 you know? Yeah, I mean, the yeah. real prize here is the day with Ethan Hawke, or with <laughs> exactly. Anthony Hawke Esquire. So say a um, thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with a thousand. So yeah, they donate it to the, the guard which she doesn't necessarily make them do or the vet or whatever it is because that's where they get all their animal morphs which she's like no that's still like supporting and they're like hey everything that 
they've done for us, it's it's deserved. Well, this brings Except me... for Marco, who's like, fuck this, I want the money. This brings me to a question. Does Marco actually win? Because there is someone who could win who's not a Yerk, it turns out, maybe. Because we haven't decided if Marion's a Yerk. So does Marco win? the question is, do we want Marco to end up having a date with a girl and it actually go well? Because we can't have him be on a date and meet Anthony Hawk Esquire and it go bad. But also no, I feel like I Tobias think... needs some good in his life. I think that I think that Marco wins. Marco does win. And I think Skater X finishes second. All right. And Skater and Marco, X Skater oh X comes along on the day with Anthony Hawk. No, see, I was going to go that Marco, she takes off the helmet. Marco goes, girls can't skate. Fuck <laughs> that up. I like how he turned into like a really old cabbie there for a second or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> Would it be girls can't skate or... No, I guess it would have to be because he, he won. But then yeah. again, he also is trying to impress her. But we, yeah. he doesn't know she's in there. Yeah. Okay. He's trying to impress her throughout the book and this is where he fucks it up. Yeah. yeah. So that answers, does Marco get his date? All right. We cannot give Marco hate. So... Dad's super proud of him. Um. Oh, we never said who's who's running the team at the hospital. Did you guys say Chapman? Yes. 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 Okay. Unless was Chapman your surprise judge? I had options. Okay. <gasps> so Chapman was the surprise judge. See, but I don't see how you can have two years because then no matter what, the Yerks are going to win. There has to be uh, a guess about whether or not that third person is a Yerk. So does Team Away, I was going to say Team B, but uh, the Away team succeed? Is there a battle there? Yeah. They have to immediately run off from the... Yes. Yeah. No, there, there, there is a battle. And then Axe finds the blue. Well, I don't... Yeah, there's a battle for them to get in. They make it in. Then he has to morph the construction Wait, worker. I have it. I have okay. it. Okay. The Away team fought in the... We find out later. The Away team fought in the hospital. Uh... Uh, X saw the blueprints, yada, yada, yada. But I'm going to make a couple of adjustments here and then I'm going to ask for like a five minute break while I put this into summary format for Tim to read. All right, we are back from our writing break. I have compiled all of our notes into a single narrative. I took a couple of licenses just to fit some pieces together um, and to make sure that we had a truly extreme ending. Extreme. With no further ado, Tim, will you please do us the honors of reading the Extreme Timverse edition? All right, I will. Marco and Jake are at the mall to get an autograph from their favorite skater, Anthony Hawk Esquire. Axe and Tobias hang out separately, but they all meet up in front of a TV store. Tobias is a big skating fan and obnoxious with terminology. On a TV in the store's window, they learn about a mountainside downhill skateboarding race hosted by the Sharing to raise money for a hospital wing. Anthony Hawk Esquire will do an exhibition before the race. The winner gets $1,000 and a day with Hawk. The team decides to enter the race because they can't risk Hawk being Yerk. Cassie and Rachel tell Jake he is too clumsy. Tobias is too much real Hawk to skate. (laughs) Marco offers to do it, but Cassie and Rachel object to being dismissed so quickly. But since Marco is Marco and Axe cannot understand how creatures with two legs balance on small wheeled board, Marco it is. Marco promises Tobias that he can join him for a day with Anthony Hawk Esquire if Marco wins. At school, Marco tries to impress his crush from music appreciation class, Marion, by telling her he's going to enter the race and prove what a cool dude he is. He figures this will work because Marion is into classic rock and he has seen her skateboarding to and from school. Okay, I was about to say, how do the two correlate? (laughs) (laughs) Eric shows up to warn the team about a new Candrona emitting satellite that will convert any body of water into a yerk pool. They decide that it must be in the new hospital wing to be named for Anthony Hawk Esquire and decide to break into two teams during the race so that they can enter infiltrate the hospital while the Yerk's attention is divided. Axe, Jake, and Cassie agree to infiltrate the hospital with Axe borrowing DNA from multiple adults to mix into a construction worker and Jake and Cassie playing Cyrano de Bergerac while he investigates. Yeah. (laughs) Tim stumbled because he expected me to have typed all of Cyrano de Bergerac and I just wrote Cyrano. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, That got me. Uh, Marco, Marco, Rachel, and Tobias with Eric accompanying them accompanying them With the offer to project holograms of Marco doing sweet flips and sick ollies, will go to the race. Rachel will be the eyes in the sky, so she can see Marco faceplant as clearly as possible, while Tobias will ride along on Marco as a dragonfly. Tobias argues with Marco about whether to use fiberglass or acrylic wheels. The team split up, with Marco and company heading to the K-12, the mountain where the race takes place. At Anthony Hawk Esquire's exhibition, we learn that he's called Esquire because when Banksy gives you a nickname, you use it. After he 
he shreds board, <laughs> we meet the judges for the race. Mr. Hawk, Mr. Three's human morph, and former, lo- former local news anchor, Rachel's dad. Marco joins the lineup to start the race, recognizing most of the other racers as a bunch of X Games guys. He does not, however, know the identity of a masked racer known as only as Skater X. Marco gets off to a rocky start, stressed out by Mr. Three and being around all of these pros, but Eric is nowhere to be seen. He gets a message to Marco via Rachel that there is a large hologram masking the real structure at the top of the mountain where the race started and that it interferes with his own hologram. They realize mid-race that the away team is in the wrong place. Their problems get worse as the skater controllers start firing their low-powered goggle dracons at Marco and Skater X. Marco calls out for a bird to start pooping on these guys. We hear Rachel call back and thought speak. Okay, Marco, too bad you didn't wear a hat, but begins targeting the Yurk racers. She and Tobias slow down the other skaters as much as they can. Marco and Skater X jockey for first place. Marco sees his father in the crowd on one of the monitors and is energized to take the lead in the race. As the structure at the top of the mountain explodes behind him, he crosses the finish line doing a sweet flip. He does not look back. Skater X crosses the line just behind him. Time out. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Marco not wearing a helmet? I don't, it's the eight, it's, it's the nineties. <laughs> they still wore fucking helmets in the nineties. I wore a helmet in the nineties. Marco's much, trying to impress a girl, and it's much no better. No girl is impressed the, by you breaking your skull. I agree with you. It, it's much better with the explosion behind him and him just walking. If he doesn't have the helmet, much more dramatic. You unlock <laughs> the helmet; it hangs. It he looks could, great. Okay, we can add in a helmet and put a like J.J. Abrams lens flare on it. That's fine thank, too. Thank you. Okay, thank okay. you. You can continue. Marco, Marco approaches Skater X. As Skater X removes their helmet, Marco recognizes Marion and, not able to help himself, laments. I nearly lost to a girl? She socks him and they do not go on a date. Rachel's dad, doing a piece on the race, asked Marco what his winning move, as he called... What his winning move was called. Yeah, sorry. What his winning move was called. He blurts out, a double Axamelli Venbar. Cassie catches Marco's attention and he joins his friend. They tell him that Chapman was at the hospital and after a fight with a skeleton crew of controllers, Axe recognized the plans in Chapman's office as the structure at the race, which they blew up as soon as they could. Marco and Tobias argue about what kind of wheels Mary used as they get ready to meet up with Anthony Hawk Esquire. And that was the reimagined book 25. Tim, congratulations on nailing every salient detail (laughs) of the extreme in your prediction last week. How could we ever have doubted you? I also love that you actually got to the point where you wrote Racer X in this. I don't know if you noticed that you (laughs) did that. (laughs) I was reading it as you were reading it back. And uh, I did catch that. And you covered that admirably. That's our obligatory social, or social media, our obligatory pop cultural reference, <laughs> reference, reference, Speed Racer. Oh, it's I, so good. I do have a question. Visitor 3 is judging this race and sees the explosion and does nothing? Oh, you know, he pieces out as soon as he can to go deal with, but at that point, yeah. it's okay. too late. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, probably like before he can even vote in the judging competition, so it ends up being two to nothing, the judges competition, would be my guess. All right. Yeah, that was very, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we all enjoyed that. I was a little nervous about <laughs> whether we could pull this off but we did it yep. and uh like a third of that recording is silent time that will get cut so <laughs> all good thank god um now do we know how technology would change anything in either version of the extreme <laughs> i don't know something to do with cameras i'm sure the bug ship has to have them right yeah probably i mean how else yeah. does visitor 3 know where they are all right are we ready for animal trivia yes sure. okay i have one of my favorite pieces of animal trivia i have found so far for this show goats can perceive each other's emotions from their voices new research shows that goats can hear subtle emotional changes and other goats calls furthering our understanding about how animals perceive the world this is an article from national geographic that's funny because there's a lot of male humans like that <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> uh, a new study published in frontiers in zoology on july 10th 2019 has confirmed that goats can differentiate between other goats happiness or displeasure by listening to their voices at a most basic level says luigi basiadona the study's lead author it shows that quote they're aware of the environment they're living in they join the ranks of horses primates sheep and others as non-human animals that that are capable of per, capable of perceiving emotion in their kin to do jumping down a little further uh researchers record
recorded calls that individual goats made when expressing happiness upon being approached with food and when expressing mild frustration with being isolated from the herd for five minutes or with watching other goats eating without being able to reach the food. They played back the vocalizations to different goats outfitted with heart monitors. They found the goats became more attentive when the emotions in the vocalizations changed, indicating they can detect a difference. And listening to happy vocalizations correlated to greater variation in the wavelength of the time between heartbeats, a sign of positive well-being in mammals. The researchers didn't put the frustrated goats through particularly distressing scenarios, so the sounds they made were far from anguished cries, said Bossy Adona. This is me editorializing. You know they couldn't be too hard on the goats or the goats would faint. Um, What this means for goats, uh, the next step, or the key is to try to determine if the emotions are contagious in any way. For instance, when a goat recognizes that another goat is in distress, would the first goat start to feel stress as well? Do goats feel empathy is the question. Um, Jumping down to the last line of this, which is just great. The abilities of goats are sometimes underestimated, Basiodana says. It's very true. (laughs) I have pictures of goats in trees. Yeah? Yeah, my friend went to Morocco recently and there was like so many pictures of goats in trees. (laughs) Also a little bummed that this is the animal trivia you went with. Why is that? Because you sent me one like three days ago. Yeah, I couldn't actually substantiate it as true or not. Ah, gotcha. That's fair. And, uh, well, I do enjoy a good pun. You need to be ethical for our listeners. Plus also, you know, Tim screwed us over with those, (laughs) uh, druggy gators. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, Our credibility went down. Gotta rebuild our animal trivia brand. (laughs) Gotta stay in my lane here. All right. I don't have any questions through the website or any reviews to read, but Meg, I think you said you had some responses to tweet. Yeah. Did you guys both see the tweet today? Uh, I saw one tweet about whether or not Axe is giving temperatures in Celsius or Fahrenheit. That was the tweet. Yeah. So the question is, because at some point he talks about how these Venbars survive in temperatures uh, 200 below, I think is what he says. Yeah. And so my question was, is it Fahrenheit or Celsius? Well, they compare the temperature to the temperature on the dark side of the moon. And if you average the Fahrenheit and Celsius temperatures, you get negative 200, roughly. Interesting. So it looks like they kind of picked a point maybe in the middle, so it would scan close to either. Uh, we had one person, Chris Beck, responded, since he's being educated by a bunch of 13-year-old Americans, I'd vote Fahrenheit because he's, or he's not a good student, and I'm still not convinced he actually understands what a mile is. Yeah. My guess would also be he's, he's in imperial unit a because of where he lands and b because of who the target audience for the book is uh legends of z responded uh so i responded to that and said i'm just amused that it's your minutes but it's not your degrees which legend of z says minutes change depending on the planet right temperature scale would change but one degree change would probably be consistent on any planet thus he is probably using an andalite temperature scale and the thought peak b process or universal translator converts automatically to a unit the humans understand okay a little bit of a I never can remember that word. Deus ex machina? I don't remember that word. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a fun question because they are our minutes, but are they our degree? Yeah. Now I am aware that that someone else did like that tweet. Did they offer a response? No, no. Michael Grant did not offer a response. He did enjoy the tweet. Good. I am glad to hear it. (laughs) Okay. Do we have... Oh, I'm sorry. Was that... Were there any others? Nope. That's all I got. Okay. Um, Hey, Tim. Hey. What do you think is going to happen in the next book? This book is called The Attack. Okay. I would love it if it were another alien race attacking the Yerks, but I somehow don't feel it's that way. I feel that Visser 3 is going to, instead of the him having a plan and the Animorphs coming and trying to break up the plan, Visser 3 is going to take the fight to the Animorphs this time. How's he going to do that? I'm going to have to ask further questions. Um, Just a reminder, he doesn't realize things. Yeah, I know. Um, he is going to cause some sort of event that he knows will draw the Animorphs into fighting him, but he will have an ambush already planned for them arriving. Okay. Probably at the gardens. Let's say at the gardens, because he knows they're Animorphs. All right. Okay. I say we don't Mad Lib. No. Yeah, yeah I'm, I think so. we're good without the Mad Lib this week as well. I'm also going to say you are entirely wrong. Yeah. Except okay. for like 2%. <laughs> So and very going, wrong. Well, I'm going to say if you had, it's like a multiple choice test. When you're taking a multiple choice test, stick with your gut feeling. Okay. So I should have, there's going to be another alien race. Stick with your gut feeling. Oh, <laughs> man. Maybe there are two 
alien races. Okay. Maybe there I, are three new alien races. I kind of can't wait to read this one then. Actually, I, I, I like hope it, I, I hope it, I hope we get back on track with the, like I said, I, I enjoyed this book. It wasn't bad, but I, I like the, the earlier stuff better. So yeah, I, I think we're going to be able to tell a difference in the ghost written books and I, I, but I don't want to say like that the series goes downhill. It's still entirely worth reading. I gotcha. We're just going to have to push through to that last act. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Any other shouts out or bits of news or whatever to uh, put out there? Nope. Not for me. Tim? Nope. Cool. Uh, at the risk of tipping off any yurks, I will be at Dragon Con, which will be close to when this comes out. Hopefully not after this comes out. Um, so, hey, maybe you can see me moderating stuff there, including Panelology, which Jin will also be on. And who knows? Maybe Tim will also be somewhere nearby, too. I will be roaming the halls at Dragon Con. But only the halls. We don't let you in the... In the yeah. uh, <laughs> In the panel rooms anymore after last year. Yeah. All right. Well then, we would like to thank Christina Spinks for our show art. If you're interested in getting some cool art from her, email her at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit her at Chaos Does Art on Instagram. Peep our social means, minds at minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at minds at Yerk at gmail.com. Our website is minds at Yerk.com. You can send us questions there too. Yerk is spelled Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We should probably be on any podcatching platform that exists at this point, but if we're not, let us know and we'll try to get there. All right, watch this. I'm going to get it right. Somebody say when. When? I stood nearly 10 feet tall, reared up. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. And until then, we fight.